Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. It is so good to be coming to you live once again. Though not totally live, Claude and I are remote. Claude is, you know, on island time. Hey, Claude, how you doing? Hello everyone, I missed you so much. I'm so excited to be podcasting. Hi everyone. Are yes, you? I am. I mean, I've had, there has been so much going on, not only personally, professionally, but also in the celeb world that's like been killing yeah. me not to podcast. Like to not even do a three hour special on Kim Kardashian on SNL has been one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. I know. I have so much to say. And of course, you know, I have some unpopular opinions. Ooh, really? I what I found that, you know, I've looked around, I've seen what other people are saying, and I do think that part of what I have to say is not, like, similar to what others are saying. But of course, you know, mm. it's it's nothing against Kim whatsoever. Oh my God, I'm shook because, like, my opinions are so strong. And I just feel like you and I will... We, we will discuss it. Like, we absolutely have to discuss it. No, but, like, I enjoyed it immensely. I have, I just have a lot to say, and I, I, I have a lot of feelings is what I have. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, no, and you know what? It's so important to express your feelings. That's what I've learned through this journey of mine in the Caribbean for about a week. Feelings are meant to be expressed. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fortunate that today we have the chance to get that off our chest. There's also just, like, so much other celebrity news that will even spill over into Wednesday's episode. I couldn't even, you know, select every story. So we just will have so much to talk about, and I'll see you back in studio on Wednesday. But also, Loki, I haven't spoken to you in, like, days. Usually we talk at no, least Jackie. once a day. Even if we're even if you're on vacation, we always FaceTime once a day. But I think that just is a testament to like how much fun you're having that I actually I was talking to someone else and they're like, is Claudia having fun? I'm like, I think so. I actually haven't heard from her. No, I know. And it's so crazy that we haven't spoken. And I was actually excited to just press record the second we started chatting so that you and I could like catch up. Right. But I have been doing I'm doing amazing. Like, first of all, I'm so relaxed. I'm so tan. Like we're on FaceTime right now. I'm going to show you like my boobs. Look at my. Oh, but like. Okay, but that red is a little concerning. So I actually arrived here in the British Virgin Islands with the craziest sunburn from being at Olivia's house for one day. Like my boobs were bubbling purple sunburn. So this has nothing to do with the BBIs. I've actually been very good about putting on my sunblock. And, you know, Morgan Stewart taught me always put sunblock on your knees. Like I'm just out here preserving my skin. But I do have this sun-kissed glow that has really given me this confidence to, I don't know, be the best version of myself. Okay, I'm so happy that you're feeling yourself, but, like, now that I'm evaluating your sunburn, like, I don't know if I would call it sun-kissed. Like, I would say Machine Gun Kelly took his tongue and licked your whole body with the sun. No, Jackie, you, um, 
you have to see it in person. It's like this gorgeous glow <laughs> that FaceTime just cannot really replicate. I'm sorry that you're but missing it. But didn't you show on Instagram that you have a sunglass tan? I do. That's like the one thing. But I've been wearing, like I've been outside so much, you know, feeling Mother Nature and everything she has to offer. And I had to wear my sunglasses. I'm sorry. I understand. But like you just got a lot of sun. But I'm happy for you. And you know what? Vitamin D is is so important, so critical. And it's it's so great for you. So if you got to burn a little, let it burn. And I think you're forgetting that I actually live in a bunker. So this is probably the most sun exposure I've had in about four years. Yeah, soak it in. Soak in the D. And honestly, this trip, I'm so excited to podcast, but I also have a major announcement. Um, And this trip just couldn't have come at a better time. I'm relaxing. I'm, you know, being the best version of myself. And then I'm headed out on tour. So I've been teasing this for a while, but now I can officially say that starting on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, um, the Patreon members will get access to my tour. I'm going on tour again. It is called the Not Like Other Girls Tour. And that really should not surprise anyone because Jackie, you know best. Like, I am not like other girls. Yeah, I I know that. I think some people do get it confused. So I'm glad you're taking this nationwide and letting everyone know that you're not like other girls because it's something that people need to know. And Jackie, it's not only nationwide. It is a global tour. I'm going to Toronto. Well, you know, I didn't want to like say that if it wasn't true. So it's you're an international yes. girl who's not like other girls. I am an international, not like other girl. I am going to Toronto, Kansas City, Chicago, Clearwater, Fort Lauderdale, Minneapolis, Detroit, D.C., Connecticut, Boston, L.A., San Francisco, Atlanta, Austin, Houston, and Dallas. So if you are a Patreon member, it's not too late to become one. You will get access to tickets tomorrow at noon Eastern time, and that will last for um, until Thursday night. And then starting on Friday, everyone's going to get access at noon to all the tickets. There are meet and greets. Of course, the meet and greets are smaller this time around because of COVID. So if you want one, just keep that in mind. I'm so excited. I cannot even remember going on tour last time. I feel like I don't know the girl who toured. Like, I'm a whole new girl. I'm not like other girls. And I'm very much looking forward. The tour starts in December. So, like, we are hitting the ground running. This was, like, a last-minute trip for me to get ready. And she's ready. And I'm just very, very excited and grateful. And I hope people can come out. It's going to be so fun because, you know, we are all not like other girls. I think we all are not like other girls. All of us. When does the tour kick off? I couldn't agree more. For my own calendar also. Literally, like, week one of December. Wow. Okay. That's so exciting. I can't believe you're going back into tour mode. I'm excited for everyone who's been like itching to see you on the road again. And I'm excited, you know, to see it when the tour is myself. <laughs> I know. Like I, I still have some work to do on the material. It's just been, you know, in order to uh, have something to say, like I have to experience. So this has just been like the last couple months of me experiencing things trying new things for material. Like I go on these trips, people don't understand. Like I go on these trips for work. Like I'm over here doing research and development for the content. Like I, it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, no, but you do make it look easy. And that's, that's something great about you. And that's the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're having fun. I'm so excited for tour announcements tour life tour Claude and it's going to be so much fun for everyone so everyone join the Patreon to make sure that you get your tickets and all the links will be posted on Patreon you'll it'll I'll make it real easy for everyone but I do want to ask you Jackie how are you wow that's a really 
Loaded. That's a tough question. That's a loaded question. You know what? I'm actually doing well. I very much enjoyed all this time off. Brew and I are attached at the hip, bonded like never before. Mm. Mostly been home, like being a boring pregnant lady, made a chili, been watching Great British Bake Off, reading Jane Eyre, like just really, I would say just as exciting as your life, if not more. <laughs> no, you know what I would say? Like we are two girls with different interests. Yeah. No, but it's but it's actually been a nice time, and I've I've been able to relax a lot and get a lot of rest, which is, you know, just what the doctor orders. How is little Bebe? Little Beb is good. Everyone's doing well in Mom's tummy, and mm. it's just you know every day is a blessing. What size is the Bebe today? Like you have that app, right? Yes, it is endive. What's that? It's a form of lettuce. It's like brown lettuce, brown purple. I don't think you've ever Oh, that's had it. why I'm not familiar with it. Yes. Yeah. Lettuce. Oh, yeah, you know, no. actually, speaking of lettuce, so I'm in the BBI's at my friend Encore's house, who's totally vegetarian. So most of the meals here are vegetarian. Like, there's not a lot of meat, if any. And not to get, like, you know, oversharing, I have had the most gorgeous digestive system for the last couple of days. Like, I think that, like, the plant-based life, like, might be for me. Granted, it is still, like, a lot of bread, but still, like, it's lots of things I don't normally eat. Yeah. Wow. I'm just, like, really shocked. Have you been body snatched? Did you switch places, like, A.D. Bryant and Kim Kardashian? Literally. Okay. I need to, I need to talk about SNL. So I think that without further ado, we need to jump right in. We can, but I just have to preface this episode by saying one thing, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm on vacation with Brian, and whenever I hang out with Brian, like, I start to talk like him, and we've been on, like, level 10 with our annoying, like, things that we call each other, so I just need to warn everyone, like, it's Claudia, it's not Brian, but I will be talking a lot like Brian. Okay, cool. I love, you know, when you bring new and exciting things to the show. I mean, literally, all we say to each other is girly girl now, which you told me came from Brian and I feel I I'm so glad to have that phrase in my life so So you would say you're indebted to Brian yeah I would I I would would too not like other girly girls not like other girly girls (laughs) okay now without further ado he's always squealing now oh that's a little rough (laughs) yeah (laughs) just for a podcast but now can we further ado it can we do we can ado it Okay, because without further ado, finally, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Today's episode is brought to you by Olive and June. I'm obsessed with Olive and June because I've gotten so into doing my nails at home and with Olive and June, it is so easy and you have the most amazing color selections. Salon manicures can be so expensive and they always chip. When you do them on your own, you're saving money and you can always touch up your nails when you own your color. So I love Olive and June because the colors are adorable. They're so pleany. They have the most amazing range. And it comes with the Manny system, which is an easy way to learn how to do your own nails at home. It's this rubber thing that you put on top of the nail polish bottle. And I swear it will help you get such a better coat of nail polish on your nail. They have the best tools as well. Nail files. They have this amazing cuticle oil that I love to put at the roots of my nails to help stave off cuticles. Olive and June is such a game changer for at-home manicures. It's so easy. It's only five steps. The poppy is the 
patented brush handle that makes it so easy to paint with both of your hands. Yeah, I know, painting your right hand used to be a struggle. Now it's a breeze with Olive and June. So your new nail life is here. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com. We are done with expensive bad manicures. This is the new us now. We're doing our own nails with Olive and June. Our first story is the most exciting news from this weekend. Kim Kardashian hosted SNL for the first time, looked amazing, felt amazing, was amazing. We have to literally go through every single sketch, every single joke, every single look. I will not stop until this has been fully debriefed. This was one of the most exciting things. Like I stayed up, by the way, and I was really tired. So I stayed up for the first half, then I went to sleep, and then I watched the second half in the morning. But just like watching it, knowing the rest of the world was watching it too, it's the same way I felt when I watched Elon on SNL. I really felt like I was a part of something. Like it must be how people feel watching the Super Bowl, like this live thing that brings everyone together. So like I was not as fortunate because I was like out and about. We took a boat to like a a bar and it was killing me, first of all, not to watch it and to not like go on TikTok and see little clips. Like I wanted to watch the episode in full, which I did, except I did watch her monologue because I just absolutely had to see like what she was serving. And you're right. It was this cultural moment. Everyone was on the edge. I felt like it was everywhere. It was the biggest deal. I know this sounds crazy. Like it was the biggest deal on the planet. Like it was fucking crazy. It really, really was. And like, I felt like the lead up to it, it was the biggest deal. And then afterwards, it was even bigger of a deal because everybody, I mean, I really have not seen a bad review from people like looking at tweets, looking at Instagrams, like, of course, you know, the press writes what they write, but like Mm -hmm. everybody really loved it. And so I just want to, I need to share my thoughts. Okay. I thought she did an amazing No, she was amazing. She's amazing. She's so funny. I knew she was going to like just really throw herself into it. Every look was amazing. Like I loved when she was dressed as Kim. I loved when she was dressed as other people. Like when she was wearing that yellow dress as the Bachelorette Rochelle. Like I was fucking crying. It was. Like it was crazy to see. Ugh. It was crazy to see her dressed as just like a chewy yes. woman. Yes. So I just was living, I was living for all of it. My only thing that sort of bothered me, which is not a knock at Kim at all, because I'm sure she didn't have a, that much to do with it. And I think she, this is what she thought people wanted. But I just felt like her monologue, as like someone who's such a big fan of hers, and I love everything that she does, I felt like her monologue was like so, so self-deprecating and really like harped on the lowest common denominators of things people think about her, like sex tape, the plastic surgery, you know, all of these things that like someone who doesn't know Kim thinks about her. I feel like it was more so meant for people who don't really know her as opposed to like people who know and love her were just like sex tape. What? Like who? Okay. You know, I hear that. I do, but I don't agree. And here's why, because before the episode premiered, I was on the SNL Instagram and they like had pictures. You know how they take those sickening pictures of everyone. So they have these gorgeous pictures of Kim on their feed and the comments, like people were just being such animals. Like, and I just didn't agree with what anyone was saying. And you're right. Like she really was not talking to us in her monologue. Like she was talking to the SNL audience. And I really think that even though I I hear what you're saying that you didn't like it, I do think it was incredibly effective because now seeing what people, like what the narrative is versus before. And I, and I really, first of all, I love people who can joke at themselves. I think that's like so much about what, like what SNL is about. I think she really wanted to show everyone like she doesn't take herself so seriously. She knows what people think about her. She's in on the joke. I, I thought her monologue right, was course, so like, unbelievably me, funny. She, no, to me, she's so much more than all of those things. And it just felt like the monologue was for the haters and not for the fans. And it's not like she doesn't have fans. Like, she's one of the most followed people on earth. Like, 
people love her just because like the 12 SNL audience like doesn't really get her and think she's only famous because she had a sex tape like I'm sorry I just can't relate and so I just it just hurt me like it hurt my soul for her that she felt like she had to get down to that level when it's like you're a businesswoman you're a billionaire and like we're talking about OJ Simpson okay yes but I don't know I just feel like she was incredibly involved I know she was working with like Dave Chappelle Ellen DeGeneres Amy Schumer on writing her monologue I don't think that she just like took this page of jokes from the SNL team and was like I'll read this which is what most people do people who aren't comedians I don't know I think like this is what she wanted to do and I loved it like I think that there's so much that's said about them and we know every minute detail of their lives but like to the average person yes it's the sex tape it's the OJ Simpson it's Caitlyn it's all this stuff and she just tackled it all head on so confidently like I don't know my takeaway from the episode was like I one of the reasons I think me and you and so many other people look up to Kim is like she's the best at everything she does like she really does not fail not anymore and I thought that she approached this very difficult task with that same tenacity she gave it 100% she absolutely killed it she was in on the joke she looked gorgeous like I don't know I I couldn't even come up with one bad thing to say about it except I do think like Kris Jenner could have run her lines over a few more times in that last sketch because she had no idea what she was doing but other than that like I really don't have a bad thing to say I was like so impressed and so proud which like sounds so nuts I was like that's my fucking girl like she knows what all these people say about her and like she's in on the joke like I just thought it was so brilliant I did I mean I think I she is in on the joke. She knows what people say. And I think it it just, I don't know. I didn't, so the monologue for me, like I wasn't living for it when I first watched it. And then I saw everybody else, everybody else loved it so much. And so I like ruminated on how I felt. I was like, no, I still feel that way. Like these are just like lowest common denominator things about the Kardashians. Like the plastic surgery stuff. Like I just, no, like that's just what the haters say. But moving on from that, she, like she's just great. So like I, I didn't really like chuckle very much during the monologue though but the rest of the sketches like to see her in these other situations was really funny but it also just highlighted like so much of the fact that like this is the beacon of comedy in our society and it's really not funny enough well that there was funny there there were funny moments and there were things that like I will we'll talk about in sketches that like made me laugh yes but like the fact that this is the the funniest show this is the pinnacle of comedy and and we have like the most interesting woman in the world and some of the sketches were just like what well I feel but that overall, way about SNL like in general like me too I it was just like me watching SNL and I haven't watched since Elon Musk you yeah know? yeah okay so I watch SNL like a lot and I watch a lot of the clips and like you it is crazy that like for the most part it's really not the funniest show on television when that's exactly what it's supposed to be yeah yeah but for this Kim thing it was really for me like more of this cultural event and I just know yes, like a hundred percent it's such a big deal to host it, especially when you're not a person who, like, acts or does comedy. That's why, like, everyone was freaking out over Elon Musk. And I just felt like Kim showed up so prepared. She knew her line. She did not fuck up. No, Kim Kim was everything. Kim is everything. Like, Kim, to me, gets A++. She did everything so well, and she threw herself into it, and she had fun, and she was, like, enjoying herself, you could tell. And she really took it all very seriously. Like, even in her story, she was there to, like, I don't know, 1 a.m. Yeah. every single night. So I have no issue with him. It was just like, just looking at the show as a whole. But let's get into the sketches because 
There okay. were some real highs. There were some real highs. Okay, the first sketch, which was, um, and we're not going to go in order, but which was the Jasmine and Aladdin sketch. Oh, my which God. Which was like. Jackie. The, the fact, fact that, that they, they kissed. kissed no, I was in shock. And by the way, this episode was made so much better by the fact that, like, she's a single woman. And so every man who was opposite her, I was like, Jackie, is this Kim's I thought this new boyfriend? Same thing. First of all, the fact that she kissed Pete was so crazy to me. Like, I feel like they could start dating, like, dead serious. Like, I loved it. It was just no. crazy. And then in the Bachelorette or whatever that fake show was called sketch, I was like, I hope she kisses Tyler C. Like, I was really looking for some action. Like, I was thinking the exact same thing. The fact that she was single made this so much better, more exciting, and just really, like, added an element of, uh, I would say, a certain je ne sais quoi to the episode. I completely agree with you. It did. And like everyone in the room, I was like, Kim and John Cena. Yes. Kim and Chris Rock. Like everyone, I was just like, I was, it was very exciting. And so the fact that Pete Davidson got to kiss Kim Kardashian is just the craziest thing I ever saw. No, literally same. And you know what's so funny? I've actually noticed this and about. And you know what? And wait, wait. And just one thing. Like it, there was really no need for them to kiss. None. Like it's just a sketch. Like this isn't a movie where it's like the notebook. And if they weren't to kiss, it would be like, what are we watching? Totally. So she was like, that's how much she threw herself into the craft. She committed to the role a hundred percent. And you know what I noticed a lot? And I feel like I've noticed it on Kardashians too. She licks her lips so much. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that she licks her lips, but I did notice. I've noticed on Kardashians. They like, they like bite their lips a lot. Like, like, I can't explain yeah. it. I'll show no, you. She just like kept post. rolling her tongue over her lips, and I was noticing it. Oh, interesting. Also, when you start to notice stuff like that, then you start to do it yourself. I just did. I it. used to do this thing that I just used to do the thing that they did, where like they bite their lips. It's more so Kylie would do it, and I guess it's like maybe I don't know. And I would do it. I'm like, this isn't even like a a quirk of mine. That's really and now funny. It's, now it's my problem. <laughs> Literally. Okay, let's. Let's continue with the sketches. Let's talk about the dream guy where Kim plays Bachelorette Rochelle and the contestants are Chris Rock, John Cena, Chase Crawford, Jesse Williams, Tyler C. And who is that? Kyle other one? Mooney. Kyle Mooney. Oh, and Amy Schumer. Okay. And Amy so- Schumer. I feel like it's so hard not to break character in SNL. And I love that Kim was so professional, except she did laugh a little bit when Amy Schumer came in. I was laughing too. It was so funny. And first of all, it was just a perfect sketch. Like the Zeke Kyle Mooney thing was so stupid and funny. And I just didn't really, honestly, like the group of guys was really confusing to me. Like why was Chase Crawford there? Oh, Blake Griffin was the other one. Oh, yeah. And he used to date Kendall. No, the group of guys was so interesting and... It was just crazy to see all these people in a room together and, like, them talking to Kim. I, Chase Crawford was was a funny one, but he was, like, so great. Everyone was better than the next. And I, since I watched it live, like, when I was watching this, I, I felt like, like the world was exploding all these people in the same room together. 100%. And so I feel like if I – did you see it online before that they were all in the sketch before you watched it? I did. It? 
I did. Because I can't explain the feeling to you of realizing that all of these men are like so famous and Kim is the Bachelorette. Like I was seriously losing my mind. No, and also the outfit. That is a dress like Kim Kardashian would literally never in her life set foot in. And first of all, her waist was so snatched. It was like sending me. Her hair was just like so different. You're right. Like seeing her in these like normie clothes was too much. Like it was overload. It was a shock to the system. Yes. Okay, are you ready for next sketch? Which was, I think, my favorite sketch, actually. Yeah. The switch with A.D. Bryant. Okay, Claudia, first of all. I was you know what I really crying. Liked? Jackie, I was crying. There were so many things that were so funny, but you know what I really liked about the episode? I felt like everyone who was there was, like, really excited that Kim was on. Like, remember with Elon, like, people were proud of that thing. Like, everyone was just so lit. Like, they wanted to be in as many sketches as they could. That A.D. was the star of the episode. She was perfect that was the funniest shit of all time then when when chris accidentally ended up getting switched with 80 and 80 sent the fake chris to jail and they were seeing kim and chris dressed as 80 in like a regular cardigan was too much it was so funny and at the end when kim was like i can't believe i had sex with 80's husband i was but like that's because she's single like it made it so fucking funny just to see like he see Kim in these situations Chris and Chloe were excellent in that sketch like really really good yes oh and also the monologue of course was a dagger to the heart because of the the shade towards Corey so I was like no and I heard that Corey was there and he like stood up when that joke was said and he was like living for it but it's just like it hurts my heart like I love these people of course no, and by the you way, know? I, I thought a lot about the Corey thing. I really did. Um, and I feel like it was okay because what a lot of people maybe don't realize is that Corey Campbell is incredibly wealthy. Like, he comes from a very rich family. Like, so he's actually not a gold digger. So when it's, when you, when, if he was an actual gold digger, like, then it would have been, like, awkward. But he's not, like, at all. He doesn't need Chris's money. Okay, okay, that's, that's good to know. So just important factoid to keep in the back of your mind. Next sketch, which was kind of a flop, except for the fact that Kim Kardashian was in it, was Lotto drawing. Drawing. That was honestly, like, if you ever need to understand why (laughs) SNL sucks, like, that was such a bad idea. Bad execution. Not funny. Everyone was, like, making me cringe. And then I saw on the SNL Instagram a sketch that got cut where Kim was, like, in a band performing for, like, the CEO of Costco. Which was so much funnier. Why? Like, that new sketch was honestly, Kim and all, it was atrocious. It was atrocious, but you know what? I Aside from Kim Kardashian being in the Costco meeting one, I didn't like that one either. It was like a funny concept, but the execution was like, Meh. I thought it was funny. It was meh. No, I, I didn't like it. I understood why it got cut. Um, I wish cool the local news Kim one got in, cut. In yeah, but it was cool to see Kim in a different outfit like that. Just another fun look from Kim. She looked great, like, giving very much news anchor realness. It was not funny, but again, like, just seeing Kim do different things was such a pleasure. A real feast <laughs> for the eyes. Completely agree. Then we had the People's Court, where okay. Kourtney Kardashian presides over, you know, petty court tings amongst her family. And I just have to say, like, the concept of Courtney. Kim being Courtney, but being a judge who, like, doesn't give a shit about anything was so 
perfect. Like the concept was perfect. I do feel like the execution, especially from Chris, I'm sorry, like Chris was really not giving me what I needed. She was like flubbing her lines. But when Kendall said that she doesn't have any drama because she's a Jenner, not a Kardashian, and Chris said, and I told you that's something you need to work on, was one of the, literally the best jokes of all time. Oh, that's so funny that you loved it so much. I agree. The concept was A+. The execution was less than that. But again, like, and to see Chloe there and Chris to have the cameos was so much fun. Keenan as OJ was, you know, <laughs> the cherry on top. And then also you realize Halsey played Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I couldn't figure out who it was. And then I found out after. Did you feel like a lot but of people were fun. missing? Like who? So like, like Kate McKinnon? Kate McKinnon and Bowen Yang was in that sketch that got cut, the Costco one. So like, where was he? He was Aladdin. Oh, no, he was the genie. He was, yeah, he was in the Aladdin sketch. I guess not much else. And Chloe Fineman also. She was just um, Megan Fox, which was very funny. Oh, yeah, that was well done. Also, the other sketch was um, the clubs, the, the moms Ooh, in the clubs. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, it was okay. Okay. Kim looked great. It was cool to see Wait. Kim in, like, her party girl attire. Yeah, and, like, she, you know, she, she doesn't dance ever. So, like, she actually danced in that oh sketch. Oh, my God. Seeing her have to do, seeing her have to dance in, like, multiple sketches and you just know she's, like, Hates dying. It. And also she was, like, rapping and then in the Costco yep. one she's singing and she has a beautiful voice. Her voice is good. Voice. Her voice is good. Yeah. She was good. So the people's court did make me think because – Chris and Chloe were in New York and Chris wrote them really the most lovely Instagram caption afterwards about how proud she was of Kim, how she's, you know, so good at what she does, how she always includes her family. Like it was really like this beautiful testament to like Kim's accomplishment. And Chloe left this comment being like, you are my icon. You're a superstar. And Courtney didn't say anything or post anything. She, okay. She re she posted about people's court the day after but Kendall and Kylie both posted like that night watching live and I think mm -hmm. Courtney was celebrating one of Travis's daughter's birthdays so like she was busy with that stuff and then the next day she did post about people's court saying I'm good at this which was like a line from the sketch I agree and I don't even want to like put it out like I, I don't want to even like give life to this but like it definitely makes you wonder if she's peeved about the sketch or just like what's going on and you know what they are filming for Hulu so I actually do think this will be a very interesting episode if they're doing like Kim behind the scenes studying for the bar while being at SNL doing the dress rehearsal I would love that yeah I would love that too and also then like Kim being like her and Travis I could I could see it being like a nothing burger mm -hmm. like obviously that's funny that's what they're doing in their relationship these days but I could also f just see it like maybe being something that offends someone yes. somehow. But that's how I felt about like some of like just the Kardashian stuff in general yeah. where it's just like everyone was going under the bus. You know, I was just thinking a lot about Courtney. That's it. Especially when I saw Chris and Chloe like writing these really beautiful captions. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But she's just different. Like she's not she's not like a, a, a long winded sort of person. So that's I could true. It, it could be nothing. It could be nothing. I just really loved seeing but, Chris and Chloe. They're like so supportive of Kim. It really made my heart, yeah. the cockles of my heart just explode. 
And Kanye was there and Scott was there and Corey was there. So like everyone was supporting Kim and even though they were all made fun of, like clearly it was mm-hmm. with everyone's blessing because they were all there supporting her. Yes. Then the only other sketch um, that I don't think we talked about was the Skims commercial for Thick Dogs. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did okay. like at the end how Kim like acknowledged everyone she made fun of for in her family and was like, I appreciate you all being such good sports. So it really felt like it was like team family effort. All of their famous friends, Dave Chappelle, like everyone got involved. It just felt like for me, like it was literally like one of the best things I've ever watched. Even if it wasn't, even if I have critiques of certain sketches and whatever, like all of it, it was just too much. No, it really was. It was a pleasure. Like, and I love how, I mean, not that I would expect anything less, but that like, even though she's going to wear these like fugly wigs and clothes for some of the sketches, like Chris Appleton is doing her hair and Mario is doing her makeup. And like, even when she looked quote unquote ugly for Mm -hmm. like, like she never looked anything other than snatched. And it's just so funny because I'm sure most people go and they just use SNL hair and makeup. Like they, they have a clearly very robust makeup department. They do like intense work there and nope it was mario and chris or nothing yeah honestly the glam her skin everything was so snatched to the motherfucking gods i was thinking it the whole time and she was still doing her like balenciaga Mm -hmm. new um her new kim era and it really worked and i remember i said after the met gala how i didn't know how like that look of kim's would be distilled down into everyday life like all of her other high fashion looks i'm loving what she's serving At all hours of the day, monologue look, even the Skims commercial look, the final look, you know, leaving the hotel look all week. She Mm -hmm. was just giving us everything. And it was really, really exciting. And it's, I'm sad it's over. I agree. The Balenciaga looks with the gloves, the bodysuits, like it's, and she's literally in the best shape of her life. It is a gorgeous, I agree. I was like, where are we going with this whole masked, you know, covered up head to toe? It's everything of the sort. I'm sorry I ever doubted you, Kim. I'm so fucking proud of you. It was literally as a fan, like a lifelong fan, never wavering once. Maybe briefly with the Kim Kardashian, with the Taylor Swift stuff. But it was such a fabulous moment to be a Kim Kardashian fan. I thought she was incredible. I only have positive things to say. I love her so much now, honestly, more than ever. Like she accomplished it and it was just really amazing. I completely agree. She was everything of the sort. And my comments on the monologue are in no way a detraction of her performance. I think, you know, she did what she felt she needed to do. And I do think, and what's crazy is everybody loved it so much. Even the people who were like, I saw so many tweets that were like, wow, I wasn't expecting that from Kim. So she really did achieve, you know, changing hearts and minds, which I think she's what she wanted to do. I just, you know, it just, it just hurt that she felt like she needed to go there because I... I just love her as she is. But, you know, I guess. Of course. I she understand. Had, she had things to do. So I I understand, I guess. Yeah. I just wanted to share that, was, that okay. was how I was feeling about it, in case anyone else was. No, it didn't even occur to me. But I definitely, I don't agree, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, because I watched it. I shared it with to the snitch, my thoughts, and, and she, like, totally hurt me. And she, I felt seen. Do you not feel seen with me? No, I do. No, but so that's why I'm saying, like, I, that's why I wanted to share it with others, just in case they might have felt it. that way. Well, that's kind of what we were saying at the beginning of the episode. Like, feelings must be expressed. I don't know about all the time, but um, I do love to express a hot take. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things to do. You do. You do. (laughs) I just can't keep it inside. But speaking of iconic moments and picture-perfect memories, today's episode is brought to you by FrameBridge. 
Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Those are the magic words. Add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone. You can Framebridge just about anything. October is gallery wall month at Framebridge featuring the launch of six new wall gallery layouts. I love Framebridge. I personally have a framed photo of myself in my home and I'm not afraid to admit it because Framebridge made it so easy they really encouraged me to do so it's so easy to get photos off of your phone makes me so sad to think about the photos the amazing photos that we take that we don't take the time to get framed because sometimes it can be a hassle but not with Framebridge they make it so easy and affordable to get your pictures posters anything you want framed you just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free plus our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our code toast get started today frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift go to framebridge.com and use promo code toast to save an additional 15% off your first order just go to framebridge.com promo code toast again that's framebridge.com promo code toast frame something beautiful okay ready for our next story speaking of hot yes ma'am Erica Jane is in the hot seat as the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer drops. Andy Cohen is grilling her in page six's words about every ting in the new trailer. Okay, you guys, I I guess I do have going to make myself a little plate of crow and I'm going to eat it mm-hmm. because I did not think he was up to the task. I didn't think we would get, I mean, the episode hasn't aired yet, but based on the trailer, questions are being asked and that's really all I asked of them and I'm feeling very optimistic no and I'm happy to be wrong we were we were just saying like if the past is any proof Andy might not have the energy that he needs to take on this task because as we've said recently he has been just kind of like lazy in his reporting and his reunion hosting that's all we said but I'm so happy to be wrong I think we're wrong it really looks like he goes after her hard and I think the moment that really everyone's talking about is you know Erica you're you're kind of misleading with the whole mental decline thing and everyone just wants to know like why didn't you leave and she makes it very clear that she couldn't really leave she didn't have a lot of options she was she said she said where was I going and Andy flat out was like I know what you make on this show like you have plenty of options right yeah we'll we'll hear her retort to that on the show I'm sure she can I'm sure she can uh argue her way out of that but I think what other people are saying is like you know she the cognitive decline thing about Tom, uh, Andy asked a question like, when you speak to Tom, did you say blah, blah, blah? And she said, well, I said, and then I think she realized that she had said on the show that she hasn't spoken to Tom since the day that she left the house. And mm-hmm. it then seemed like she was saying that she spoke to him. Yeah, he like asked, like, have you asked Tom yet, like, if he did it? And she started and stopped and she just looked hella guilty. Um, and another uh-huh. thing that I noticed, and then I saw somebody make a TikTok on, and I was curious if you had had any thoughts on it. Did you feel like she looked different at all? Oh, um, yeah, but the women are constantly changing. No, but not in a, honestly, in the reverse type of way. I feel like everyone shows up to a reunion with like new fillers and teeth, veneers. 
it felt like she looked kind of worn out. You know, she's always looked very snatched. She looked like defeated almost. Like she had let up on some of the spa services that housewives are usually doing. Well, I'm zooming in on her face. And so maybe she did that um, to be more, be able to be more expressive because maybe like she got a lot of critique on the show that, you know, it seems like she doesn't care, but you know, you don't want your face to move most of the time. So maybe she just like missed her last appointment just so that she could let everyone show everyone how she's feeling. But no, I hadn't noticed that. I actually think that she looks great. And it's a great reunion. Look, by the way, what's so crazy is they went from being like so spread out on these couches to now sitting on each other's laps. They're literally, those couches are too damn small, COVID or not. COVID, it literally looks like a futon in a frat house. Like they're all just on top of each other. I thought the same thing, especially then when (laughs) Kathy joins. It's too much. They're literal human soup. It was, it's really like, it's aesthetically not pleasing. Like the spatial arrangement is just off. And you would just think in the these thing. times that they would get a little more personal space. I thought that was very bizarre, very low budget, especially this was a four part reunion. So it must have been filmed for very long and they're literally sitting on top of each other. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like feel un- basically uncomfortable just like looking at the arrangement. And it also looks like Kathy cries. Yeah, I think she's crying about the time lost with Kyle where they weren't speaking. That's the vibe I got. Yeah, I thought pretty much the same. Because, like, what else would... I mean, who knows? And then we, then we get some bullshit spiel from Lisa Rinna. I'm sure they grill her, like, you are, you know, an accomplice with Erica. You ask no questions. You don't care about really asking any uh, hard questions. But you were, you know, Carmen San Diego when it came to Denise. And she gives this whole spiel, you know, like, I'm doing better. I'm constantly, you know, I'm not perfect, yada, yada. I can't sit through that, honestly. Yeah, no, that it, like, haunts her, whatever. But, like, right. so apologize to Denise, just like Garcelle mm-hmm. asked. Mm-hmm. I can't even. Did you watch the season finale? No, I'm, I haven't watched any TV. I'm really sorry. It was pretty, uh, I'll recap anything that needs to be shared. It, it wasn't very eventful, but it was an, an enjoyable episode. And it just, they dropped the trailer that day. So it was like, bring us to the Got reunion. Got it. You know? Okay. Are you ready mm-hmm. for our next story? Yeah. Are you ready sure. for our next story? Because Adele am. is getting cheeky on Instagram live and leaving fans like bold over in laughter plus she shared a teaser of her new song easy on me and it literally sounds like the best song ever ever it sounded gorgeous and she did this huge spread in british vogue where she looked unbelievably stunning and she gave this interview i think a lot of people were wondering like they know that her songs are gonna be about heartbreak but she kind of explained how like this she wrote the whole album directed towards her son basically like explaining explaining to her son yeah why she decided to kind of ruin you know his life for her own happiness yeah what he perceives as ruining his life yeah no no that's what she said her words not mine yes 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 I understand no she's really like everywhere now it's you know she's fully activated and part of her PR strategy was Instagram live which I think is very surprising because she's very like you know marketed she's not really like Mm -hmm. a a willy-nilly sort of I'm gonna hop on the internet and talk to these people sort of celebrity but it was really fun to see her in that light it was fun to watch because first of all she's very cheeky she's like very funny British humor 
And like she was having a really hard time to get like her phone to play the song. And like Alicia Keys was in the comments, like literally being tech support, like the IT team telling her what to do. So it was just great to see, you know, grandma's trying to use a microwave. Yeah, no, that's what it was. But I had, I just was so taken aback by this song because usually it takes you a few listens to like love a song anyway. But this song just sounds like it's giving us everything mm-hmm. ever, you know. There's no concern that this era of Adele will be a far cry from the Adele so that we know and love. Yeah. She's just giving us more yeah. of the good stuff. I actually felt the exact same way when I heard it. I'm like, that's so Adele. She has this really unique brand and she doesn't stray away from it. Like her music, and I don't mean this in a bad way, her music always sounds the same. She's like this reliable queen who we can turn to for these like honest ballads. And I thought it sounded beautiful and I'm very much looking forward to this album. It's going to be pretty killer. Yes, but each album does always sound like way more elevated than the last one somehow. And then yeah. even this song felt like on another level. So she's yeah. just constantly raising the bar. Constantly. For all of us. For all of us. Okay, our next story is a little book news. Jamie Lynn Spears has changed the m- title of her memoir what? after backlash from Britney fans. So I didn't realize this, but I saw that Jamie Lynn Spears announced on Instagram yesterday that her book is coming out. It's called... Things I Should Have Said. That is the name of the book. Yeah. The previous name, it was going to be called I Must Confess. <gasps> You're lying. No. So obviously that's a line from Baby One More Time. And she was uh-huh. using it for her book. And I think fans, you know, were very upset about that. And she changed the name. Okay. So I saw on Instagram this morning, like the announcement of her book. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't realize that there was a previous title and there was like all this drama before. Right. And I'm like that, I'm sorry, read the room, girlfriend. Like the, that is chutzpah. That is chutzpah. And it also gives me that like Radio Disney vibe of like when she went yes. up and sang Britney's song. The medley. The medley. Like, so I think that changing the name of the book was a good idea. Things I should and have you know said. What? So now we know what we can expect from the book. You know, maybe some regrets well you know what I read this like synopsis on her Instagram caption about what the book is about and it's very much like about mental health and like her daughter and it's like really doesn't seem like it's about Brittany at all oh so that's kind of makes I must confess like right like irrelevant like it wouldn't even been of a good it wouldn't even have been a good title yeah no but if she was using the title I must confess to like fess up to like how she should have been there for Brittany how she aided and abetted the conservatorship yeah. Oh my God. This is so convoluted. But I just was really shook. Like to change the name of your book is a big move. It's not something one does lightly. It's not, no, honestly, it's not editing an Instagram caption. No. And honestly, I don't know how you can really like be Jamie Lynn or be someone who works for Jamie Lynn and kind of like have experienced the last six months and like knowing what the internet and everyone like thinks of of Jamie and Brittany's relationship and think that that was a good idea. And also we were literally saying last week how when the time comes for Brittany to like herself tell her story, like a book might be the best place for that. And if that was the name of her book, it would actually be an amazing title. Yeah. And especially now with this history, it would pack a double punch. Yeah. Yeah. So really crazy book news. Have you been reading at all on your trip? Not for one moment. Well, there's a new episode of The Redheads out for anybody who's looking for that. On the plane, I did put the Kindle in my lap for like 11 seconds and I was bored. Oh, you know, it happens. It does. There hasn't just been much reading time, you know? 
No, I understand. It's not one of those vacations. No. I, I do understand. And before we go on, I just got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Smash and Tess. Smash and Tess is a female-founded, slow fashion brand disrupting the fashion industry with their revolutionary romper made locally and ethically in North America. Rompers are at the core of Smash and Tess, and they're passionate about spreading the romper revolution. A romper revolution speaks to my soul, soul, especially now as a pregnant lady. Rompers are so comfortable, and the Smash and Tess rompers are probably the most comfortable rompers I've ever worn. All of the Smash and Tess rompers have pockets because they value function and style. You absolutely love to see it. And they're committed to inclusive sizing. Plus, Smash and Tess's signature fabric is a sustainable rayon from bamboo cotton blend that is beyond soft and withstands the test of time. So right now, I'm loving wearing rompers. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I've always loved wearing rompers. They're so comfortable and they're also so cute and you look so put together like you're wearing a whole outfit when you're really just wearing one piece that you didn't have to you know think so hard about but they're comfortable they're stylish you can dress them up you can dress them down and the smash and test rompers are some of the best rompers I've ever worn join the romper revolution and follow smash and test on all social media platforms at smash tests visit smashtest.com slash tmt to shop use code tmt at checkout for 15% off your purchase exclusions apply not valid on sale or collab items expires November 30th 2021 are you ready for our fifth and final story? Already? Already. It's really crazy. Time flies when there's so much catching up to do. Now, here's the story. We are using an integrated interface. We are on opposite not, sides of the world. We're not doing it. It's the I've been, I've been, story. I've been knocked down. I read some podcast reviews. And <gasps> so now Why? everything, I'm changing everything about myself. Oh my God, what did they say? Why would you do that, Jackie? You're pregnant. You have to protect your mental head. No, I know. But sometimes like you can't just like not read any comments or views because like sometimes there's like things that can be constructive. But the hate Very for the- Very rarely. The hate for the triangles and the final story song, that's something that I, I, a hill that I think I'm happy to die on. But 100%. Not, but not over FaceTime. No, that's a, that's a fair point. I, I don't think we should sing it either. But to know that there are people who dislike the triangles, just it's a good reminder that there is evil in the world. No, it's so true. Like, <laughs> to me, the triangles are fucking everything. Like, we have a live band on our podcast. Like, they it symbolize doesn't get better. Joy. It doesn't get better than that. And they also symbolize symmetry. Mm, and you know what else? Like, Jimmy Fallon has the roots. We have the triangles. And I'm sorry, they're going nowhere. Yeah, I agree. But I just like, I'm feeling very hyper aware today. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so we won't sing over FaceTime where we can't even sync up our voices. Oh, that's fucking devastating. But I agree. I, okay, I'm glad you agree. But just do me a favor. Please don't read any more podcast reviews until you're like not pregnant anymore. I know, but like how am I going to um, sharpen my craft? You know? Why don't you ask like Olivia to do it? She could take it. <laughs> they're really like not that bad it's just like every time we do one thing that like someone doesn't agree with like they have to let us know and so you just have to take from that what you think like what you would want to change and what you wouldn't yeah I think I'm gonna stay away from that for now <laughs> okay no worries I mean most of them are so nice and every and people love the show so thank you guys this for listening. Is a great reminder if you do enjoy what you're hearing and maybe you do enjoy the symbols oh no what are they triangles, triangles. why don't you go let us know yeah thank you Okay, now it is time for the fifth and final story. Some really exciting news. Nicki Minaj surprises the Real Housewives of Potomac cast during the reunion after asking to host. So 
you remember when Nicki Minaj tweeted about her love and support and opinions about Real Houses of Potomac. Andy, like, tentatively invited her to the reunion, and the reunion was just filmed, and Nicki Minaj was there. She said, it's the reunion I could never get away with at the end of ours. Oh, sorry. Um, tonight, Nicki surprised the Real Houses of Potomac and did her own thing. Hashtag Andy Conda. That's what Andy wrote. Got it. So... I am feeling very good about this. No, this is so crazy. Like, things like this just don't happen, you know? So when they do, like, you have to take a moment and acknowledge the space that you're in, Mm -hmm. which is just the fact that, first of all, this is a first in terms of anyone other than Andy mediating any sort of Housewives reunion. So that's crazy. And the fact that it's this megastar, Nicki Minaj, is historic, and the fact that it's someone who's coming in with a bone to pick with Candace makes it all the more sweet. How do we know that? So she, um, that's what, was what she was tweeting when she was tweeting about Potomac, that she like had some things that she wanted to say to Candace. So we took that as meaning like she was Team Monique, but mostly she was just saying that she just had some stuff, you know, to, to take up with Candace. But you didn't watch Potomac this week I caught up on the new episode and the old one and it's really crazy what's going down and it's getting sneakily closer to justice for Monique even this week they did a flashback to the Monique fight Monique was on Real Housewives of Potomac and I was just I feel like things are are coming together for us especially now with Nicki Minaj going to be there like you know if Andy's not going to do it then maybe Nicki is our person Well, so when I saw the beginning of that fight with the salad, it was very reminiscent because really the, the, like, uh, Candace's MO is exactly the same. While she always kind of provokes it, like she threw the first piece of lettuce and she put her finger in uh, Monique's hair or in her face, the other person then takes it to another level, like Mia threw the whole platter and everyone knows what happened with Monique. So it looks like Candace is like the victim when she's equally as responsible because she did really start the whole thing. Yes, both fights. And don't forget about the fight at her house with Ashley and the knife. With the knife. And so that's what this week was about really is like the women, even Giselle and Robin are like, because Ashley brings up how last year was so traumatizing for the group. I think because like from a production standpoint, they had to like stop filming. It was like, where do we go from here? You know, everyone like witnessed this fight. It was just this like crazy chaotic thing. And they were able to get past it like as a a show even, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it was just like this really big event. Ashley had said it was traumatic. And so then for Candace to go and do that shit again, I think the women are just like, oh, you've learned nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we knew that. And why would she have learned anything when everyone literally coddled her the whole time? Except mm-hmm. for Candace. I mean, except for Karen and Ashley, who were made out to be the villains alongside with Monique. So, anyways, I just do feel like things are going into a direction of justice, which I always appreciate. Yeah, that is great. And you know what? Like, the thing with the... The Monique and Candace stuff was so crazy, but they really did have, like, this deep history of hating each other. Like, Candace just met Mia. Like, it's not that deep. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they had a deep history because they were so close. Remember, they were such good friends. Yeah, and they had, like, they had had fights before is what I'm saying. And this had went on for years, and there was, like, so much pain. This years of friendship, sisterhood, hating each other. This Mia thing is five minutes old. And it no, already got and to like, that place. Candace gets so riled up. Like you saw the scene where Chris has to take her outside mm-hmm. and she just can't let go of her anger. And it's like, she, I think she's crying because I think some, 
where deep down like she knows she's wrong but she just can't mm-hmm. stop you know it's yeah. like you know when you like would do something bad as a kid and then you would start crying so you're like fuck I fucked up no and like the the part where like you are wrong is like the hardest thing to swallow yeah like fuck I did that like and I'm wrong and I'm in trouble yeah. and, and I, I made feel, this whole thing and I'm like feeling bad for myself because like it's all yep. going downhill for me that's mm-hmm. where I feel like Candace is at but like you're not a kid is the thing yeah no the behavior is really unacceptable yeah so that's the latest hopefully Nikki gives us what we need in that department um I'm feeling optimistic about these Bravo reunions I am yeah, I mean, four parts is there's this is actually while it has been a historic year of Housewives in both a positive and a negative way. I mean, it's the first time we didn't have a New York reunion, which is the craziest shit alive. Um, <laughs> but it's also the first time we're doing a four part reunion, Nicki Minaj on Potomac. It really is. I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm optimistic, too. Also, I don't think we have like a major TV recap to do, but I do just want to share what I've been watching because I've watched some good stuff um I've all caught up on only murders in the building it's literally the best show ever me too I think the the last episode is on tonight like when this episode airs we'll be able to talk about it on Wednesday no I thought that there's two more episodes one today I hope one today and then one next week I think I hope like I cannot get enough of the show no I know it's it's so it's so fucking good so that's really been a pleasure Yes! <laughs> and I, I've been watching Great British Bake Off. I'm watching last season. It's just like so soothing, honestly, and so good. But also, it is really crazy because I, because like these are like the best bakers in the world, yet like every week is like such a fucking struggle for them to turn it out. And like some of the creations look so bad. Is the premise of the show they're good bakers or bad bakers? They're good bakers. They are, but they're all, no one's really a professional baker or anything. They all, or maybe they are. I don't know, but mostly it's like people who just like bake and enjoy baking. Yeah, and it's and have experience. Yeah, and it's very involved. You have to like do all different kinds of things. But it's always like I always find to be a very soothing show. And I guess I was in like a soothing mood, state of mind, and so I've been enjoying that. And I'm almost done with Jane Eyre, which please remind me never to do this ever again. Really? Like, it's just, it's so long, and I'm only in it for the plot, but it's not about, it's not, like, it's about the writing, and I'm just, like, I'm not into it. I mean, I'm, you know what, I've, I've come very far in, like, my academic journey in the last year and a half. I, I don't know how much, I think I, I might have skipped a few steps. Like, it's just Yeah, do you much. feel like you're back in, like, high school? I do. I'm, like, hazing myself to finish, to get to, like, all these different like I'm like okay we'll get to 50% tonight now I'm at like 85 so hopefully I finish it soon but um it's just it's not that it's a good book obviously you know but I'm just not really enjoying it so I'm sorry it's okay I took on too much that's what we do us creatives it's true so with that I will let you go unless you have anything else that you want to share with the class no, it's my last night here. It's Monday right now, but this episode will be up on Tuesday. So I'm leaving early in the morning so I could get home to Theo and back to the podcast and launch the tour tickets. Again, it's um, never too late to become a pa- Patreon member. And now uh, there's an added value. So Wednesday at noon Eastern time, all the ticket links will go up in the Patreon app. And then Friday on sale for everyone. I'm so excited. And I'm just going to enjoy my last night here and then get back to work. Back to the real world, bitch. Yep, we missed you. And I'm actually really excited to get back in studio. There's still so much to talk about, like, from the last mm-hmm. week. 
and looking forward but to I do seeing... feel like I've been like burdened with like having so much to say on all that's gone on in the world in the last week especially the Kim stuff so I mm-hmm. feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders I do feel unburdened but I'm curious if anybody felt the same way about the monologue as I did do let us know and um please leave a comment uh in the podcast app maybe a review five stars only if it's five stars oh or yeah four. if not it's just don't listen. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love you, Jax. I cannot wait to see you on Wednesday. Love you. See you then. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I Radio, Castbox, all the places. So if you listen to podcasts, find us, Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. You are a true toaster and you are a member of the Society, season two. And to let us know that you did, in fact, make it to the end of this episode, why don't you go over to our most recent Instagram and drop a drop an emoji? Let's make it, uh, what should we do? I think the pink heart in celebration of Kim's iconic performance and looks. Absolutely gorgeous, Jackie. I couldn't agree more. I love you. Send my love to Bruno. Brutadu. Brutadu. And we'll see you guys in studio on Wednesday. Bye. Bye.